0: it's recording we're alive
1: oh good i love no i'm okay with being alive <laughs> you know i'm a i'm there too right
0: <laughs> is that that's where it is
1: yeah i mean for some people it's just a part of my disposition i think
0: right right fair that is kind of a scorpionic like uh, is it i don't know how many other i mean How many, I mean, I guess there are cheerful, chipper Scorpios. My sister's husband is like a very chipper, cheerful guy.
1: I don't know if I've ever met a chipper, cheerful Scorpio. I've -hmm. just met ones that are maybe more positive thinking or um,
0: Mm. more
1: um, high on life.
0: (laughs) Do you think that those particular Scorpios had like stronger Sag placements, perhaps? I
1: have, I have immensely strong Sag placements.
0: Would I, you consider yourself high on life, Gala?
1: I mean, I can get high on life, mm. but I think that I am <laughs> usually pretty low on life. But I think it's like. Uh, a gentle resolve like Mm. it's not like a moody broody other water sign type deal like sometimes (laughs) you know what i mean but we'll talk about scorpios when scorpio season comes i
0: know when it's spooky scary spooky season Mm -hmm. spooky season Mm. i love it but right now it's like it's just fall it's beautiful fall Mm -hmm. hot Mm -hmm. apple cider Mm mm-hmm the perfect
1: scarf The perfect scarf season <laughs> What's the perfect scarf Thoughtful like? Thoughtful
0: gifts Well it really depends on the wearer right? Like mm-hmm. perfection is in the neck of the um, beholder <laughs>
1: <laughs> I do like a perfect
0: neck That's I true. mean who doesn't? I mean mm-hmm. You know who probably would have a perfect neck? Who? A Libra I bet so I, I guess... know it's not their body rulership but Who rules the neck? Taurus oh Mm -hmm. but there's often I don't know the futures are just so
1: I feel like I've loved a good number of Libras with some nice necks for Mm -hmm. sure graceful
0: Venus ruled right along with Taurus so it's no surprise that they're a pleasure to look at Mm -hmm. and to be around
1: oh my god that's so
0: weird it's almost like you're dating one (laughs) (laughs) it's true but I also I've always liked Libras I've Mm -hmm. had things for Libras uh most of my adult life, yeah. My first
1: girlfriend Child was a life.
0: Libra. My first attempted girlfriend was a Libra.
1: What makes it attempted?
0: Like I wanted her to be my girlfriend, and she um, couldn't figure, couldn't decide.
1: Oh my god, that's what happened with my first girlfriend. <laughs> I just call her my first girlfriend to sort of like spite the the memory of that relationship wherein she literally confronted me about how I had. Called her girlfriend mm. after we'd stopped sleeping together, like um, wow. Where she was just like, "I can't believe you told people that I was your girlfriend.
0: I was never your girlfriend." And I was like, "Bitch, I know." <laughs> you know? Yeah. Libras sometimes are the inaugural blow, huh? Mm-hmm. It's to the true. Psyche and self esteem.
1: I feel like also they kind of they can just sidle in with their charm, and, and they're sort of um. They're kind of perceived elegance or gentleness, like some mm-hmm. something soft, like a petal, you know? And then you just don't know how they have the capacity to betray you.
0: I mean, it's a big stereotype, right? That, like, they're flirts and they can't make up their mind. And then also not wanting to disappoint and then accidentally becoming involved. <laughs> uh, but then... Um, I think it was a Daily Hunch described Libra as an iron fist in a velvet glove. Yeah. And I felt like that, uh, that was pretty appropriate.
1: Like, Macbeth's wife was probably a Libra. Fuck, yeah. You know, I always think about that. Like, I think about the, the queen's hand, but mm-hmm. I think about it in particular in that sort of way yeah the one that's like you should probably do this this is how you get power you should do it
0: you know <laughs> i thought you meant like literally the hand that does the stabbing and then the blotting
1: <laughs> little of both.
0: yeah it's kind of like a capricorn with kit Gotta gloves have balance. Huh? yeah yeah for sure right well and i think the thing that can get a little stressful for other folks when dealing with the libra in confrontation is uh i think that there is something about them where they place they place their judgments outside of themselves. So it's not that like they think this is the right thing to do. It's that it's the right thing to do. They they have there's an ease with which they consider themselves a moral authority, which you also mm-hmm. I think see in Leo a little bit
1: sometimes. That's true. You know, Libras are a very mental sign and yeah. they know how to do the mental gymnastics so that they're never the ones that's actually stringing the arrow.
0: Mm, they're relational but mm-hmm. it's also like their ability to they're so proficient in relating and kind of gaming out like they have that skill of a Virgo of being able to like see how steps will progress but then they use that like reflective quality so that like when you're having an argument with them it's almost like they're playing against themselves it feels like there's an ability to mm preemptively imagine your argument and have a counter for it. Yeah, which you know,
1: I mean this is the thing. We're, We're kind of fleshing out or pulling apart a particularly difficult thing about say you know having disagreements or conflict with Libras one loves but this is also what makes them good diplomats it's not that I think that the whole idea of them being just fair minded or whatever I'm not sure if I always buy it but Mm. I think that they are very able to go into situations where conflict is highly expected and figure out a way to use language and communication in order to consistently sidestep What would be, like, a a deal breaker?
0: Yeah, they can parry pretty well. Mm -hmm. And um, they also do kind of, they can take the kind of wind out of your argument, Mm -hmm. so to speak, you know? It's like they can anticipate and um, provide counterexamples for um, any complaint you have against them or their behavior to the point where, like, you become frustrated and give up. You yeah
1: know. and I think that kind of I feel I guess in my observation it seems like that kind of particular Libra aspect can be very difficult in a partnership where people sometimes want to take conflict the distance right they want to take mm. it to its natural conclusion mm-hmm. but it can be really useful in the political realm
0: sure you so know are you talking about AOC right now oh hell yeah <laughs> Mm-hmm. how do you know <laughs> i was like oh who's a libra who's like just but yeah, she's got the aries moon too though.
1: yeah so that kind of gives her her like belief in herself right it just like it brings her there but then she's kind of i mean i just feel like she's always well, when able she's attacked she's ready it. to defend
0: too, yeah you know what i mean and like so smartly and sharply yeah but and-
1: also like Dignified, yeah. yeah, with Always framed in a way where you can't really quite argue.
0: Yeah, it's true, you know, and then the other side of that, right, like the crass version of that is Cardi B, who is also <laughs> a Libra, who also has an Aries moon, I'm pretty sure. Oh, God. Right? Which it's like, there's still that charm and that element of self-preservation, right? Mm-hmm. Like, your moon is how you react, especially when you're threatened. Mm-hmm. And for both of those, right, they're both from the boogie-down Bronx, mm-hmm. like... If like it, if you attack first, like Mm -hmm. you better lay them out. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I've definitely been. What I've, what's been interesting to me recently, um, gays that are listening, (laughs) is um, I'm not like a, I'm not a super social media person. Like there's some things that I get really up on because I get kind of obsessive and true Scorpio. you know, whatever way. Way? What? Um, but I have noticed, I feel like Cardi B has more than usual been like flagging her sexual yes. hunger recently on the internet mm-hmm. and has definitely been nodding more than usual towards like her queerness.
2: Mm.
1: It just seems to me um, like the last couple of sort of more personal tweets I've seen have been sort of about um, You know how she'd like a third
0: Or how she likes mm. like her women this kind of way Or Interesting Do you, So I have two thoughts about that Yeah One of my thoughts is um, Reclaiming your sexuality after the kind of um, Desexualization that people like put upon someone Once they're a parent Mm-hmm. Uh, particularly women, right? Or like folks who like are able to bear children, but so it's like resexualizing her image s- post birth. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also like everybody's horny in Libra season, why is that? It's
1: true, but I also, I mean, are they? <laughs> I would also say, here's some other things I'm thinking about. Okay, I'm thinking about. Libra's just generally sort of like relational social quality mm-hmm. and her recognizing that like a bunch of her peers are more open about her their like particular behaviors and their desires and like their queer desires like Megan the Stallion just sort of being like hey what's up so, yeah
0: you know and
1: then um
0: Kalani yeah also. so
1: having that kind of like uh surround her and understanding and like you know libra's just understanding that libra's love to be included mm. especially if they deserve to be included right um so a yeah. little bit of that and then also thinking about oh, you know despite its shadow which we can discuss like pluto going direct
2: mm.
0: and
1: capricorn and you know squaring with our dear libras ooh right they're and, getting hit and what that can mean about um certain kinds of attachments to like our identities, our shames, like things we want to hide about ourselves. Because it's one thing, you know, to sort of uh, gesture toward like being a freaky freak or just like having fun. And another thing to really own and double down on the fact that you don't intend to operate normatively in the world.
0: Mm. Mm Mm-hmm right especially as you are married with a child right yeah 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 that's a good point well and it it does make you think about like i can't think about libra without thinking about image and self-image and Mm -hmm. um the kind of uh control that they seek to have over that right like I, i very you know, it's a stereotype, but, like, you don't really see Libras leaving the house looking a mess.
1: No, you don't. But what's interesting to me, if we bring up self-image, right, is the polarity. Mm, so, mm-hmm. um, because you know, most of us or many of us know, right, that Libra's polarity is Aries. Sure. And Aries is considered sort of the, the proprietor of, like, the self-image or whatever, mm, like, mm-hmm. the instigator. Um, but Libras are known for curating their image yeah so that too, curating everything yeah but in in sort of relation to their to the to the presentation of the, sort of like the package right like right it's
0: a, but where Aries does relational. not need the validation or the reflection to define themselves I think Libra does like mm-hmm. there's more concern for what an other thinks about their self-definition
2: yeah
1: but I you're right and I also think that with what well, we see with aries about the substance which is fire right like it burns that like it begins its yeah. own flame makes
0: an impression
1: with air it is about communicating something right yeah. so there is a way in which i think libre, it's deliberate
0: what a uh, uh, deliberate yeah. yeah like
1: that sort of self-image curation i think strikes me as a very um intellectualized, like chess moves continuously. Mm -hmm. So it is about validation sometimes, Mm -hmm. it seems. But I think also it's about understanding that um, your aesthetic imprint or impact Mm -hmm. is one of the first kinds of impacts you can make on someone. And Mm -hmm. wanting to figure out a way to get the relationships and connections that you aspire to or that make you feel more like you are kind of embodying the version of yourself that you want to be. Does that make sense?
0: Yeah, and I think it also is about a a specific idea or ideal Mm -hmm. that they're communicating. Like, I think that for Aries the most important thing is to make that impression Mm -hmm. and to define yourself, and for Libra I think it's about, like, adequately and effectively communicating your ideal Mm -hmm. to the other person it's like with it's like um you know whether whether it's that you're very smart or very talented or very fair-minded or very you know Mm -hmm. it's like it's something specific and it's not like aries is the impulse and there's like a second step there there's a refining quality i think
1: yeah i think you're right I also think that there's something about that, and and as you're speaking, it just kind of comes up for me, is a feeling that like uh, Aries has a kind of naivete about their mm-hmm. idea of what a self yeah. is. They're like, "I am," and there's only one kind Period. of "I am," you know. <laughs> like, and if that "I am" is changing, then that is the new only "I
0: am." Yeah, there's and, only now.
1: And I think Libra is a little bit more intellectualized about yeah. what a self is, and so they're not too precious. About like the, a self they've cultivated before. They've been rad ass. Yeah. They're kind of willing to try something else on if that's what works. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like um I feel like it just made me think about all the cardinal signs. And I, I kind of feel like an Aries wants to be n- noticed. Mm-hmm. A Cancer wants to be needed. Mm-hmm. A Libra wants to be liked. Mm-hmm. And a Capricorn wants to be respected.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I'm only curious about this dichotomy, and I think it would be useful to kind of um, to investigate it for <laughs> our listeners. <laughs> Is it what is the difference in some ways between the Capricorn? Mm. I need to be respected and the Cancer, I need to be needed because I do sort of feel like you could also switch them, of course. You know, like you could also switch the I mean, you could, I guess you could switch them all, but you could
0: switch them all, right? Like an Aries would prefer to be liked, Mm -hmm. and a Libra knows if you don't notice them, they don't exist, yeah, right? Libras love to be noticed, of course, but. Not, they don't want to be put on the worst restless, right? You know, they don't want to be noticed for being rude or obtuse.
1: Although I would say that a Libra that's sort of purposefully kind of like anti beauty
0: could rebel. Right. right. <laughs> the like with a little Aquarius tinge. The yeah, little like conforming that... non conformist or whatever.
1: Well, yeah. but Or also... breaking
0: the right rules, right?
1: Yeah. But also that sort of intellectualized idea of everything, right? Mm-hmm. So if their relationship to beauty, if they're, you know, if they're in radical community or whatever, if their yeah. relationship to beauty is. Um, complex or yeah. multitudinal like i can totally see them being like i am making a statement by like doing this anti-beauty
0: beauty thing right they're like sh- um robin Tunney shaving her head and empire records mm-hmm. right where it's like that's still some re- Well, actually, that's some Pisces shit to just cut your hair randomly to show like what's happening to you emotionally. It's also seemingly
1: some Sagittarian shit. Britney Spears. Britney Spears. Yeah, (laughs) you're
0: right. But it's also some Scorpio shit to hold your own funeral. Don't you think?
1: Yeah. You know what? Maybe. But I think that a Scorpio would never
0: do it in public. Yeah. You're right. It's too. Mm. (laughs) Hmm. Well, I guess that's for another yeah, day. A, it, we're, to, we're I digressed. I'm sorry. Or it's funeral. not even digress. Spooky. <laughs> yeah, we're going to do some spooky holding, stuff.
1: On our next episode, holding your own funeral. <laughs> 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 Lol, I don't know. Oh, um, oh. But no, I just think, especially, um, I think that you and I, you know, we've definitely been sort of chopping it up and thinking about what's happening with the cardinal signs you know obviously it's libra season it's midway wrapping up maybe by the time that you get this but you know um we are experiencing a moment when all the cardinal signs and that's like libra aries cap and cancer are being deeply affected by the planetary aspects and transits that are occurring now which ones are those oh
0: my god it's outer planets right now so we've got Pluto and Saturn are traveling through Capricorn right now. Um, we have Neptune and Pisces and we have Uranus and Taurus, right? So those mm-hmm. are the trans-Saturnian planets, aka mm-hmm. the planets that are beyond Saturn. Um, well, Saturn was included in what I just said. Mm-hmm. So Saturn and its Saturn friends, and beyond. Saturn and company, right? And <laughs> then on top of that, we have Chiron and Aries, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, and then we have the right. nodes of the moon. Right.
1: Chiron and Aries too. That's true. I want. I forgot about um, when we were talking about yeah. what the what the cardinal signs are sort of shouldering right now on a very clear and direct basis. Because we can definitely, for you readers and listeners, expound upon ways that you know some of the, the the planets that aren't necessarily or transits that aren't related to the cardinal signs directly, like Neptune Pisces, Uranus yeah. Taurus, but. If we are just to zero in on what it might feel like um, collectively for an energy like Pluto mm-hmm. to be in Capricorn, just it
0: just went direct, up the but, dirt. The, <laughs> but the shadow is long. Shadow is super long. It doesn't, I don't think it leaves its shadow till January. Yeah. Yeah, January 24th. Saturn doesn't, Saturn went direct uh in mid-September but mm-hmm. the shadow doesn't end until Christmas yeah. if you celebrate Christmas the 25th of Christmas. December so the rest of us you know Yeah.
1: and then what like uh, just I think that one thing that would be so useful to think about is what it means or how it feels like for signs, especially ones that are being, bur- that were burdened by yeah. these retrogrades, to hit direct motion, but still be in shadow period.
0: Well, I think one thing that we have to talk about, the reason that this is affecting cardinal signs, we have to talk about aspects a little bit. Which sure. We don't Buckle up. So there are, in astrology, uh, there are things called stressful and harmonious aspects. People call them different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and the... Hard and flowing. Yeah, hard and flowing, uh, (laughs) challenging, and um, easy, Mm -hmm. useful. Mm -hmm. Uh, But basically, there's an idea that um, oppositions and squares particularly... Uh, mm-hmm. Are are difficult aspects, and then also conjunctions, depending on what planet is conjunct. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas sextiles and trines are considered more easier flowing. Mm-hmm. Certain planets like to work together, and then a conjunction might be great. Like mm-hmm. uh, Venus Moon might not be too terrible. Perhaps. Yeah, it's
1: kind of nice.
0: It's kind of nice and flowing. However, um, Saturn Mercury might be hard. Mm-hmm. You
2: mm-hmm. know, um, mm-hmm. Saturn Doesn't Jupiter
0: saturn jupiter were very hard very hard um but so i think with conjunctions there's a blending of energies mm-hmm. which
1: can- and conjunctions are um aspects and a chart or in the sky when two planetary bodies are what would you say within six degrees within the nine degrees
0: oh we'll call it eight
1: okay we'll just but yeah, right between six
0: and eight different people have their different yeah. rules but so that does mean that you can have a conjunction occur between two signs, mm-hmm. but most of the time it happens within one.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it certainly feels stronger if it is within one.
1: Although, let me tell you, listeners, for those that want my information, that I do have a conjunction between my Venus and my Sun sign. And they're both in different houses. There you go. And one is in the 12th and one is in the 1st. So it's really fun for me.
2: <laughs>
0: hey. I have a Venus-Neptune conjunction and depending. Some people pull my Venus into my 11th for my 10th. Mm. So it happens. Um, yeah. So that's a thing that can happen. Um, squares, uh, there's a lot of potential for energy, but they can get in each other's way because they're coming from different places trying to go the same place. Right. Um, and
1: what is a square? Is it What does it look like?
0: A square is going to be a sign that is within 90 degrees of mm-hmm. another one on your birth chart. So if you think about it like a, um, it's at a right angle, right? Mm-hmm. So if you could divide your birth chart up into four, which the modalities. Mm-hmm actually do yeah, right
1: or imagine like a cross in the circle like exactly. a flat cross
0: so again we're working within six to eight degrees here so it is possible for squares to be not in signs of the same modality but mm-hmm. generally speaking it's going to be cardinal signs which we were just talking about right aries cancer capricorn libra mm-hmm. it's going to be fixed signs which is going to be Leo, Aquarius, Scorpio, Taurus, Mm -hmm. or mutable signs, right, which is Virgo, Mm Pisces, Sagittarius, and Gemini.
1: Yeah, so if you draw like a a 90-degree angle cross in the circle, you could assign any any of those um, four sets.
0: Exactly, which is also what you see in the house division, particularly in equal sign houses, though you also see it in um in other systems of house mm-hmm. division though depending on your distance from the equator it may look a little funky yeah right?
1: definitely because we're just talking about a kind of generic wheel exactly. right just split up into 12 so why do you think that our listeners need to know about this breakup the squares and the sextiles, and the oppositions
0: well um Because right now, the cardinal signs, which, as we mentioned before, Aries, Cancer, Libra, Capricorn, Mm -hmm. are all having a series of squares, oppositions, and conjunctions Mm -hmm. with Chiron, Pluto, and Saturn. Mm -hmm. And so, like, those are stressful uh, stressful aspects that are occurring with heavy hitters, Mm -hmm. with, like, Saturn like that's your lessons that's karma that's father, that's daddy time that's daddy disciplinary time. work Disi- yeah it's like you gotta tighten up your belt and you gotta realize that you have this much time left and mm. you're, you have to narrow it down
1: and if you don't make a choice it's gonna be made for you and it might not be you. a choice that you like
0: exactly and it's also I think often there's an escalation of crises mm-hmm. with so- Saturn work where it's like You have an opportunity at a smaller scale to deal with something Mm -hmm. and it's like you know it's like getting a cut on your toe and then it gets infected and all of a sudden you have to get amputated at the knee wow
1: which is just a wild and quick like transition period yeah well so i think what would do you think it would be useful for us to sort of um to zero in on capricorn um Ho- housing both Pluto and Saturn mm. Right now um, Housing their retrograde shadow And how that Affects our cardinal Friends
0: I mean
1: And people with heavy cardinal placements Well course. I think
0: in general there's been An eruption Of um, Kind of triggering events for like Old foundational wounds for right. a lot of folks Um you know, maybe having to do with family and home life, maybe having, you know, for a lot of us, it is the um, white supremacist, cis-heteropatriarchy that is uh, the United States government and, uh, you know, this country and its inception and its current um, institutions. But then I think it's also happening in people's personal lives. And the thing with Pluto is it usually brings things up to the surface so that you can... Uh, confront them and release them
2: mm-hmm.
0: but it sometimes that flare up makes you feel like you've made no progress at all particularly with retrograde motion right mm-hmm. so it's like i think that people's old demons are coming back around and things that like people thought that they dispelled or confronted or that they like finally had good boundaries around or had like found a way to reconcile and a lot of people are really kind of being um, Brought to their knees a little bit, and kind of uh, having the wind knocked out of them.
1: Right, and then what we see, right, is that this particular work. I mean, it's first of all, it's going to affect all of us. These are collective energies. Yeah. Um, but if we look at, say, the whole house system, yeah. we're going to see that kind of upheaval, particularly affecting. Libra and Libra heavy placements signs. in their um, fourth house yeah. which is the house of family where you come from yeah. um, and that kind of upheaval is very particular right it's not yeah. uh, or it's not what I guess what I mean is it's uh, particular to a theme but especially as queer people we can expand it so mm. when we talk about family and where we come from we're also talking about what we understand about who our family is
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and how we define ourselves in relation.
0: Right. Well, and I think that there's a generation, you know, uh, every few years the outer planets cluster together and you get these generations of folks who were born with stelliums, mm-hmm. right? You know, mm-hmm. if, particularly particular if they're born in a certain sun sign. Um, you know, like there's a cluster of Caprican, Capricorn, Kids born in like the early 90s. There were the sad stelliums of like the late 80s, right? Like, they're, you know, these planets have different, um, plan- they have different cycles. Yeah. However, they do line up every once in a while. Right. Um, and so it's like, particularly for Libras born in the late 70s, early 80s, mm-hmm. right? You have these huge swaths of them that have stelliums that are getting activated. Mm-hmm. Um, it's true. And also, it's a point where, like, our folks who are in their 30s are starting to see mm, the the cracks in their own utopian dream, right? Like, we become mm-hmm. young adults and we've seen our queer community become infested with all the same bullshit that's out in the outer world, right? Mm-hmm. Like, And you realize that, like, oh, yeah, you can't escape the thing. Because you're still in the thing and you bring all that bullshit into a new place, right? So you're starting to see like queer communities reckoning with queer divorce, right? Queer divorce, <laughs> you queer know. Divorce. But I do want to say, um, that's happened before too, right? right. It happened like second wave and post second wave, right? Like,
1: mm-hmm. but I think I, I mean, I'm curious too about. This particular influence that you're discussing If we work through our cardinal signs Yeah Really hitting
0: Aries as well Yeah for Aries Capricorn is crossing through their 10th house Right Right So that's their public image It's their career It's who they want to be in the world It's what they've done with what they were given
1: What were we talking about before Where like who's 7th house Is it Cancer? Uh yeah It's Cancer's. Right because i think that we did try to map it out before and think about what whole house system might look like for all these capricorn adventures right now and then speaking of you know pluto and saturn back in capricorn so the first house yeah and i'm also thinking about and i was just trying to look it up because i'm really bad with dates but um i'm also thinking about these uh cases that are being brought to the supreme court right now about um trans people having legal rights and legal rights
0: or protections yeah
1: and i think that is so exemplary of capricorn saturn pluto first house you know inalienable rights yeah um and and overturning a
0: foundation and law yeah Yeah, but it's also like Saturn and Pluto transiting Capricorn, I think, is showing us all of the weaknesses in these structures, Mm -hmm. you know, and yes, God damn it, the GOP hasn't found every single one, but like, so is the Democratic Party through inaction. Mm -hmm. Uh, and even I guess I feel like there are plenty of people especially within our communities
1: that definitely know the weaknesses right but mm -hmm. I do think there's something about for instance these cases getting tractions and being so popular that really exemplifies Pluto um, going back into direct motion Mm. and um, bringing things out into the light that otherwise our society has a really hard time grappling with facing accepting as part of Humanity and part of the spectrum of, like, what people... Who people are. Yeah. Right?
0: Yeah, so all that shit's happening. Some <laughs> stuff's direct, but we don't really get a break for a little while. And, you know, I mm, was thinking about Saturn and thinking about Libras and thinking about how comfortable Saturn is in Libra. Mm-hmm. i kind of thinking about... Mm, the other side of that but the other thing I was thinking about is Saturn return. Right. And like, you know, right now there is like this larger we're going through our nations Pluto return in Capricorn, right? And there is like this larger notion mm-hmm. of like the chickens coming home to roost and karma, but like
2: mm-hmm.
0: that's Saturn, right? Mhm. And, and what does that mean? I mean,
1: or like it's hard I th- I I guess it's hard for me sometimes to fully grasp what we mean by karma because mm. I'm just not sure I really like I've gone to this place in my white mind where mm. I'm not really sure that I know what you know what karma right. is versus what I've read or believe it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely, it's definitely interesting to imagine what this process must be like for people who are witnessing a Pluto return. Um, on a collective level, mm-hmm. while also grappling with a Saturn return on a private level, yeah. a Saturn return where Saturn is in Cap, yeah, um, where I think um, there's a real material affect. I I guess I'm thinking about the fact that my Saturn return was in Sag, yeah, mine and too. even though it was fucking hard it had a lot to do with my mind, <laughs> you yeah. know, like, um, my mind and my actions and my creativity. And I just, uh, Capricorn is
0: on the material plane, man. Like, right. I mean, it's like, it's the limitations of your body and time and your the resources. world and your resources. Right. I mean, maybe not as much as like maybe Saturn and Taurus might, you mm-hmm you know but there is something be about with some credit card image, debt you know what i mean right right well and yeah. it's also like where did you think you would be at this time and where are you and that hits them it's it's a thing that has been socialized i think into us at least in america i feel like there was always this vague idea that by 30 years old you should like have your shit figured out right yeah But only people under 30, like, thought that. Mm -hmm. And then you, like, get past it and you're like, oh, this is, why did, why did they let me believe that that was necessary? So I
1: wonder what you think about this, because I think we have some similar timeline backgrounds, which I don't need to get into because Mm -hmm. you know what I mean. But, like, I guess something that I think about Mm -hmm. personally and then something that I wish to offer maybe some younger queers that Mm -hmm. are coming from... A timeline where they didn't have to fight so hard to identify, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Or they didn't have to leave their families behind or they didn't have to like build new families. Right. Is that I never thought I had to be anywhere at 30 because when I was a late teen coming out, all my like 20 plus, 30 plus friends were fucking... Rolling around in the mud Like not knowing What the fuck was happening Because the world Did not make Opportunities for them Mm. And at that time You know It's like everyone I knew Worked at sex toy stores And and dog walking And I was great for them Because they had the hustle And they did their Creative passion projects Like whatever But I think that a lot of that economy is still obviously really prevalent now. It's just that as queerness moves into the mainstream, I do think a lot of younger queers have been raised with this idea that now the They're world just is like for us. Else. Yeah, uh, and
0: oh, so the disillusion is greater.
1: And uh, maybe the disillusion is greater, but also uh, this the the lie,
0: the mm. lie of the fact that. Um, Right, like when I was growing up, you couldn't even get married, so I didn't even have to worry about
1: that. Yeah, you don't have to think about it, but also it's like you felt like you were outsiders, you were told you were outsiders, so you pledged your life to be outsiders. And you
0: get to throw the rule book out the window, but Capricorn Mm -hmm. is very big on rules, and Saturn mm-hmm. and Capricorn especially, and now there's no excuse to not be normal, right?
1: Yeah, or like supposedly, because yeah, obviously we know the means. truth. We know that despite whatever pop culture and movies and et cetera are telling us that our queer siblings are still in danger in the streets and in their homes Absolutely. and their jobs, and they're losing their jobs, right? Yeah, exactly. And they they're
0: like literally in the Supreme Court over it right now. Yeah. Yeah.
1: But somehow... A lot of people are being fed The fact that their success Is supposed to look like normative success right. And that they have the, the same opportunities to achieve that Normative Which success Which means status now.
0: and f- fame mm-hmm. And uh, accumulation of wealth mm-hmm. And privatizing it
1: But failure is our inheritance <laughs> <laughs> Not to, I'm like definitely um, Ripping off Jack Halberstam here Hey um, Thank you but you know i just think it's, it's it's true because you know whatever whatever we're fed about how it's all good now it's all
0: a fucking lie it's everything's a fucking terrible lie.
1: and if you and if you try to succeed based on the standards right. of like a normative world, what does that look like for like
0: your larger ethical code? This is like yeah. some Uranus Taurus shit, right? Well, it's like, what is that quote? Like being well in an unworld, well world, there's no sign of health or mm-hmm. something like.
1: Yeah. Uh, something like that. I mean, just the idea that yeah. it's already, it's unhealthy to feel. Like it's good. Like it, it's all good when the world is falling apart. But mm-hmm. you're not mad, like you're. it's not a form of madness to feel that crumbling.
0: Yeah. And. And like to, you know, maybe don't invest so much in these institutions.
1: Well, yeah, because they're not investing in us. No,
0: not, not many folks have, have been. Mm-hmm.
1: So, yeah, I think that's definitely a part of it. That yeah. sort of Saturn Capricorn issue.
0: What do you wish somebody had told you before your Saturn return?
1: Mm. Well, lucky for me, I. <laughs> what? Could, what? Should, what <laughs> I have like a, I'll tell you this, the thing that I I tell everybody first, because I I think it's like, um, a silly thing to do, which is that, um, I really thought I was prepared for my own Saturn return because all I did was date people going through their Saturn return (laughs) from the age of like 17 on like, I was like, Oh, you're 28. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah oh you're 30 you're 28 um and so i really thought that i'd witnessed enough Saturn returns that um it wouldn't I,
0: affect you
1: not that it wouldn't affect me but that i sort of had like shored up on recognizing it and like um, confronting it in a different way because i'd spent so much time being in the car you yeah. know <laughs> like being in the fucking off the road car um that being said, I think that one thing that I really want a lot of people who are inside their Saturn return to know, especially now because Saturn's not changing signs until 2020,
0: right? Uh, 20- yeah. yeah, it's like it's not until the end of December of 2020. So there's right. still another year plus.
1: Right. And I think so- I wish what somebody would have told me is that
0: it's not over till it's fucking over it's not
1: over till it's over it's not your 28th year it's not two years long you know sometimes some people's saturn return the fucking shadow of it all that shit can last up to like four years
0: yeah i would say that um my saturn return ended six months ago right on yeah like say, you know what I mean? Like it had been out of Sag for a while. I'm a late degree Sag, but it's like mm-hmm. my Saturn return ended in like December of 2017. But like shit was rough up until yeah, the last and it February. kicks up a
1: lot of fucking dirt you have to reckon with.
0: I had to literally change everything in my life, mm-hmm. every single thing,
1: mm-hmm.
0: systematically.
1: Right. I mean, where does where does a uh, Sagittarius fall?
0: uh sad what house is it real for you Mm um, it's my 10th but yeah it's my n- ninth and 10th kind of saturn's so it's just saturn and uranus straddle my midheaven mm-hmm.
1: uh oh so it's also your mc
0: yeah because remember i have of Aries and Libra intercepted in right. the first and seventh house. So then Scorpio rules the eighth. And I actually have Sag rules my ninth and tenth, and Gemini rules my third and fourth. Okay. Yeah. So
1: Yeah. That makes sense then. Why it would upheave so much.
0: Exactly. It's like it's not it's not really over until it goes into my until it went into my eleventh house pretty much. Right. Yeah. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> until it changed all of your friend
0: networks. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's kinda
1: Right. And my Saturn, like my Sag is my first house. Yeah. So it's just completely everything about my concept of self and how I and how I build my ego. And like it has made me do so much codependency work. Mm-hmm god i'm still doing it right now i'm doing codependency <laughs> work right now like i forgot that you can be codependent in your friendships <laughs> oh shit you know what i mean like i was yeah. just like cool i figured it out relationship check 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 yeah, check check yeah. r- romantic relationships you know like doing well yeah. report and then i'm just like i don't i don't see somebody for a long time and then i'm like who am i <laughs> do am i worth love
0: yeah, I mean that was a lot of mine too. Mm-hmm. Like a lot I had steered clear of it and romantic stuff, and then it was like, "Oh, but all oh, my my fucking friend circle is a mess right now." Right. Yeah.
1: So yeah, I do think that one thing that um, people who are in the midst of their Saturn return Are preparing for it, because the shadow's already being cast on the people who are going to have their next Saturn and Aquarius probably, or it's like building up. It's, a it's long, definitely it's a long building up. Yeah. Um. It's just to know that it, you wind up to your Saturn return and you wind down And from you it. wind
0: down. So and it's there's a long, some people,
1: sorry. it's a long aspect. It's a long shadow.
0: <laughs> well, and there are some astrologers who believe that like, then again, when you have Saturn square your natal Saturn, so mm-hmm. seven years after your Saturn return is when like you get your... Um, I don't know, you you get the bar test or whatever, where it's like, did you learn your lesson? So that same shit comes up again, and hopefully you have learned and you put changes in place and you are resourced enough to be like, wow, this would have destroyed me seven years ago, and now I'm just like breezing Mm -hmm. through it. But it's like, and then it happens again when you're fucking... In, in your, your late 50s. 50s
1: Yeah And I think the thing That you're describing right About that The Saturn square That's energy that's coming up For the cardinal signs right now Exactly
0: So the Saturn Libra generation right now mm-hmm. Is getting that square mm-hmm. And like It sucks
1: Fun for them
0: <laughs> Yeah you know But if anybody Can handle it
1: Is is that Is the, is that square affecting Aries In the same way
0: Uh Yeah it would be Wouldn't it Mm-hmm but you know slightly different it's more internal right you know so it might be like weird family shit coming up again or insecurities whereas with like is that right yeah I
1: feel like for what I would imagine oh no no never mind is your public self image yeah
0: just sort of Libra's insecurities
1: I mean everyone's got insecurities
0: yeah Yeah. the other thing is like excuse me you know it's an axis yeah so, X is access or a complex.
1: X is access. X is access. X is access. Uh, yeah, I guess. So we just feel for you out there. We're not cardinal signs. We love them. We have them in our lives, and we feel for them. Yeah,
0: and I would say if you are going through your Saturn return, um, a thing that I wish somebody had told me is if you're in any way able to go to the dentist. Dang. Saturn rules your teeth and bones. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know. Before your 30s is a good time to try to Catch stuff I know that that's Fucking healthcare in this country is Atrocious it's a disaster but if there is A dental school Or something where you can go and Have students check out your teeth do that right Oh
1: my god and work on your posture
0: Mm -hmm, Work on your posture like Really
1: really become attentive To the way that you are physically Holding your spine
0: Because in 30 years By the time your next Saturn return comes around Like that's gonna be yeah. Big. I've got a part of my neck that just won't pop in anymore. Let yeah, me tell you what. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and the other thing that I would say is um, try and listen listen to the whispers so that it doesn't have to be a tornado Saturn. Like... I mean, siren. I just said tornado of Saturn. <laughs> but like, I thought that was your. I thought that was your <laughs> new phrase. I was like, tornado of Saturn. Ooh. No, but like, every single major issue that I had to confront during my Saturn return was a a culmination, and it was an avalanche that was preventable. Right. It was. It was all on similar themes, and it was all things that like I could have nipped in the bud and not had to completely restructure my entire life.
1: I don't know, but do you think as a fixed sign, I find that I really won't change unless some shit like smacks me real hard against the head?
0: I mean, yeah, that's the problem with inertia. But, I, yeah. but you know, I, I think that... Like I Three, know it's not two right. two thirds of these people aren't fixed signs, I right? Know. <laughs> like if you're if you're a mutable sign and you're fucking flexible Yeah, you have no excuse. Just change your fucking life. Do you know, and if you're a fucking cardinal sign, like you got no problem getting stuff started. Hmm. Capricorn, you love some hard work. Right. They're kind of doing the best out of the four, only you think because... You are doing the best? No, but I think that it's their stasis. Out of the Cardinals. Out of the cardinal signs, they're, like, used to being miserable and comfortable in it. So it's like, what's the difference? Yeah, they're just kind of, like,
1: frantically zooming from spot to spot, being like, what can I do now? What can I do now? What can I do now? Can I do this now? Or, like, I have
0: to do this now. I have to do this now. I have to do this now. Right? Yeah. Like, I don't even know if there's, like, curiosity so much as, like, a duty. <laughs> what do you think... What do you think is... Um, doing the worst? Yeah. Who do you think is doing the worst?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I think that... Meow.
0: Um, Meow. Is that a cat? Leah's? Meow. But we we're talking about cardinal signs. Oh, cardinal signs. Uh, um, I think that the indignity of the suffering can be wearing on some Libras. Right. I think that with some Libras, they might believe that they don't deserve to have to deal with this shit. Right. Because they've been so good. Because <laughs> a lot of them have been really good and like it's bullshit and they shouldn't have to deal with it. It's true. I also do but it's think also that, a lesson Um
1: I think that the North Node being on cancer is giving cancer some sort of like um gut intuitive, like move forward, you got this, like you can change it.
0: And meanwhile, all this weight is pulling on them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But
1: I do think that that gives them a little bit um, more integrity about what they're going through okay. than um, than Aries and Lib- mm. Libra. Those are the ones I feel like are getting it a lot harder. The, the, the squares rather than the conjunction, the polarity. Well,
0: right. It's like you have the axis of identity between Cancer and Capricorn being mm-hmm. played right now, and then you have the axis of power for... Um, for Libra and Aries and I think that neither of them really delights in a power struggle. Libra is quite adept at it. Mm -hmm. Aries is um, quite animated in one. I mean,
1: I think Aries just assumes either they should have the power or they're not there. (laughs) You know, they're like either I'm powerful or I'm out and you can't really get out because this is a a universe. No,
0: the only way out is through. Mm -hmm.
1: That's the trouble, right? That's the trouble. Uh, But yeah, I think that I think that the mutable signs are doing pretty fucking great,
0: actually. Well, yeah, they've got this pump up from Jupiter, and even an opposition or a square from Jupiter. Like, depending on what it's in, yeah, you know, it's not necessarily the worst fucking thing in the world. Like, right? I think
1: of I, th- I actually think, as always, of the mutable signs probably pisces is the one
0: that's sort of like struggling the most
1: well definitely isn't
0: uh well neptune is just like would you like to dissolve with me yeah please and then they're like trying (laughs) to expand but they're like but there is this ether Mm -hmm. there's sort of a pull to um drown it
1: but also like a a pull a pull to a pool. i'm sorry i had my russian accent on um this pool there's a pool to uh kind of to make a couple of the same mistakes again just
0: just to see nostalgia's sake yeah like like the sentiment of that yeah that makes sense pisces might be you know virgo is trucking along Mm -hmm. Virgo's at least got this infusion of earth energy And it's getting
1: I think Virgo's are getting a lot more new Like labor opportunities Like Mm -hmm. they're getting a a, a lot of new senses Of their like self um, Mm -hmm. In the sort of the outer world And I think that um, I think that Sagittarians Are Actually in a real Like in a big sort of like emotional growth spurt right now Mm -hmm. So I think that like and then Geminis
0: are very willing to change. Yeah, that's kind of I just feel like they're a little bit in um in a blind spot, right? Mm-hmm. So Geminis just kind of floating between Chiron and Aries and Uranus and Taurus and is kind of like it's right. ju- you know, it's like if you can't see my mirror, I can't see you or whatever, right?
1: Yeah, and you're reminding me again That another thing that's probably not really making things easier For the Aries out there Is the fact that as they're handling these Saturnarian, Capricorn, Plutonian squares They're also dealing with the fact that Chiron is You know, just really roosting up in their constellation And that's another place where you're supposed to figure out What the fuck you're doing
2: wrong
0: (laughs) Yeah, and and so they have this pull of the North Node on their IC, Mm -hmm. right, in Cancer. Mm -hmm. So, like, investigating their roots. And then they also have, like, their kind of, um, you know, mortal wounding or foundational wounding of Chiron sitting in their first house. And it's like, how are you supposed to manage your public perception when you're also dealing with the foundational wound of your identity? Mm -hmm. And then you're also being drawn to, like, somehow... uh, Correct or like heal and move towards like a resolving of your like origin story. Right. Like that's a lot. So they're in this T square that's happening. You know what?
1: You know what? You know what the Aries that are flourishing are doing? They're making more art.
0: Mm.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. They're creating more. They're like doubling down on their creative ventures. Yeah. Because that's the place, right? Where like the public self and the like,
0: and the wound. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And, you know, maybe also they're learning how to collaborate and getting a little balance with that 7th house stuff, you know? Stop collaborate and listen. <laughs> Just kidding. They don't know how to do that. <laughs> so, okay. So, it's immutable. What about fixed signs? What's happening there? Scorpio's getting some sextiles, oh right? Oh, my gosh. So, they're making mud.
1: I think uh, Scorpios are definitely, like in mud they're sort of cooling in it like a pig would yeah (laughs) they're just like mud
0: (laughs) yeah totally and they're like oh we're digging through dirty secrets great my favorite oh this thing is foundationally flawed i'm not surprised
2: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in
0: fact like let me get my fucking sketchbook i'm gonna draw this thing burning to the ground
1: yeah the aspects aren't like heavy
0: no and they're hard. not really involved in them I mean they're able to like work with them And I think because Scorpio l- Lives in the dark when the lights go out They can get around just fine go <laughs>
2: But I
1: do think that you know With Capricorn technically It would be hitting their like Wouldn't it be hitting their Third house? Yeah ish yeah mm-hmm. if we're talking
0: about whole sign Houses yeah, yeah.
1: So a lot of that Um a lot of that sort of Saturnary, Saturnary, saturnalian plutonian energy is hitting the ways that they want to connect and communicate with others oh for
0: sure but so they, it's
1: not like a, a lot of a sort of material upheaval it's no, very mental
0: it's very mental but it's also they're they're suited for it mm-hmm. you know and they generally don't shy away from um, putting effort towards intimacy
1: Right, and especially with Pluto being, like, Scorpio's a hidden ruler, the fact yeah. that Pluto's in Cap, they're like, well, this kind of sucks, but whatever, I'll work at it. Yeah, Let's and, like, it.
0: they both got dark humor going for them, so. It's
1: true. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that Scorpio's, it's, like, it's all in the mind. They're not having to kind of lift a lot of, you know, um, like the ordinary life burdens yeah. in the same way or kind of large colossal tower right. experiences.
0: Well, because it's also not, you know, the angled houses yeah. are the most powerful houses in your chart. So it makes sense that the cardinal signs are getting walloped.
1: They're just getting walloped. Walloped. Okay, but here, like, uh, hear me out. So if Scorpio is a fixed sign, isn't getting walloped, why is Leo so walloped? <laughs>
0: What's what's walloping Leo? <laughs> well, if you think about it, uh, Leo. If if Leo, if we're talking about the natural chart, right? Mm-hmm. Then Capricorn is going to fall in the sixth house. Mm-hmm. Leo does not love the sixth house the sixth house oh is God, really dull don't. and drab it's work it's routine it's every day it's being in service there's no glory there and it's also them. their
1: bodies getting affected
0: yeah exactly it's your health right mm-hmm. which is like Leo's mental
1: health physical health
0: mm-hmm. every, pets you know like I don't know what's happening to their pets right now but this stuff could be
1: it can be yeah either,
0: either way it's not it's not somewhere that they feel comfortable or crave emphasis you know
1: It's also, I mean, what the sixth house is in many ways. You know, I think that people often talk about the tenth house as the place of career, public Mm self-image, but sixth house is your work, your job. And Leos take a lot of pride, as of course they just that's what they take. They take pride, (laughs) but in their work. And you know, they a Leo on a good day, like they show up to work like it is their fucking god given mandate. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Whether whether or not they are mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, so I think that um, You know, facing Challenges or restrictions Or like not Not being respected For your contribution Mm -hmm. in that way That really takes its toll on them
1: Having to figure out whether you um, Are wasting Your efforts having Mm -hmm. to figure out whether or not you wasting your time and also like because of the Pluto aspect like having to figure out whether or not you've like projected a lot of ideas about Mm -hmm. what your work is instead of what it actually is or like how it actually affects you and what its actual impact is so people finding out that you know a job that they've just chosen to do because they just needed one winds up taking out too much on them or really you know giving them a blow and there's like ego or Leo's aspiring to different kinds of work Or working in a particular sector Figuring out that that sector Is actually depleting them Or not supporting them Or against their ethos
0: Mm -hmm. Well and then they've got a Yod aspect too Or they have had one at some point Mm -hmm. Right going between Neptune and Pisces Which is hitting their 8th house Mm -hmm. And Saturn and Pluto in their 6th house Mm -hmm. Right so They are having to grapple with like Having these illusions about like what they have access to or mean to other people and then how that reflects like their day-to-day and what they like there's what they give and then what they're owed mm-hmm. going back and forth right mm-hmm. and having um that fantasy aspect and then also having Saturn come in with like the crushing reality of what right. their routine actually is and what like how they're in service and whether or not that reflects in the way they want it to.
1: Yeah and I'm thinking about Especially with the Platonian energy involved there in the eighth house, um, the idea of our inheritance, right? Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm.
0: prodigal son, right? So, yeah,
1: the metaphor of like what it means to inherit a particular or whatever be handed down a particular idea of who you should be in the world or the work that you should be doing in the world or the work that's meaningful to you and trying to parse between what actually reflects who you are and what you believe about yourself and what's actually a burden that you've been trying to keep alive right like a something that's been put in your charge that isn't actually yours to take care of Mm -hmm. that seems fun for them
0: I think, yeah, <laughs> I, it would seem to Sarcasm. me that probably they're having one of the more challenging times right mm-hmm. now, you know, because then you've got mm, Taurus, right?
1: Taurus is having like a, like a slow, like a, like a slow, of course, everything is slow. Yeah. But I do think that Taurus energy, it, like their, their revolution or devolution is kind of private enough. Yeah. Um, that it suits them still. Like they yeah. can still work with it. Like nothing has, maybe when Uranus finally goes direct right, next in April. year, yeah. we're going to see Taurus is having to handle
0: a raging bull.
1: Their, their own rage Like Taurus mm. is having to handle something Outside of themselves Or mm. really step outside of that kind The brewing process of change
0: Yeah and I think where we're going to see The friction with Uranus and Taurus Is Taurus really does like to be comfortable They work hard They're goal oriented They will like see something through To its fruition However mm-hmm. they need desire, crave amenities. So I think, and Uranus, you know, if you're rapid change and revolution and leaps of logic and um, intuitive expansion, um, there's going to be periods of discomfort. And how does a bull deal with that?
2: Right.
1: But I do wonder
0: too... Or do you think it'd be like revolution but make it comfortable?
1: I don't I don't know. <laughs> I think that this is like a funny thing about tourists, right? Where as a tourist moon, for instance, mm-hmm. um I can always like I can always figure out a way to make you physically more comfortable. Like right. it, like I can always be like, you know, if you just move that pillow like one foot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you yeah. know, I, I in terms of literal material comfort I'm aware. Mm-hmm. And I think that Tauruses do have a sense, especially of hospitality, mm-hmm. of creating spaces that are comfortable for others. Yeah. And also really having reverence for things that um, materially can uh, signal or stimulate a memory of comfort for them, mm. which is why quality is so nice. Like the way that a fabric feels, the way a scent hits home, but I also think Tauruses are consistently putting themselves in uncomfortable situations. Mm. So there is this dichotomy of like um, what they privilege, mm-hmm. um, what they prefer, and then also how they um, how they sort of uh, grow. Hmm. how they build their emotional lives. And I think maybe a part of it is that they're so convinced that they're the connoisseurs of comfort and energy saving that they are willing to continuously convince themselves that they're comfortable and easy when they are not. (laughs) All right. You know, it's that stubbornness. So they're like, it's fine. I can deal with this. I can figure out a way to make this comfortable. Well, there's also
0: the idea of endurance, I think. Yeah. Right. And so that that does, or like, um, not as much as a Capricorn, but they still can get into the delayed satisfaction yeah, of but- like oh I'm gonna wait until this feels really good
1: yeah but also I think that they're able to figure out a way to make even the worst shittiest situation like to find a spot you know it's like they're if you're gonna in find a, a
0: spot to curl up and take a nap or yeah, they're gonna get a snack break and they're like, yeah. like me
1: when it's over Yeah, <laughs> and then like when it's over their whole house is burnt down they're like fuck huh
0: and they're like well I guess I'll just build another one
1: <laughs> 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 I love them I love them me
0: too. they're my siblings yeah they're awesome i uh I've been working with the Taurus lately, and it's been great. He's super sweet uh but also just like we eat well he buys me nice <laughs> coffee, we take good breaks we get to good stopping points we get quite a lot done, but it's also like we don't stress no yeah stress. I love that um you know we forgot one sign. What Aquarius? Oh my gosh! Is that the only one? I yeah, know we
1: didn't talk did. a lot about like all the other non-cardinals, but I will happily go into Aquarian land with you.
0: I mean, we're just having some twelfth house shit. It's like the deep mm-hmm. psychic, spiritually inherited garbage. Is but I think it's being I mean filtered through. But then also like. We're refining our attunement to the collective unconscious, I think. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I feel like um, much of the past couple of years has been like a huge philosophical and psychological uh, excavation and um, reconstruction right. and deconstruction and disintegration. <laughs> Sounds fun. Yeah.
1: I mean, yeah, I think that... I'm just, uh... I think... I'm seeing a lot of Aquarians come into their own, like in a really big way. And sometimes, especially if you're post Saturn return, that can look really good, like after a long time, right? Yeah, you know what I mean.
0: I do. Um,
1: but I do think yeah, that cheekbones if
0: you're, are popping. People are getting a glow, right? Saturn rules the skin. Right.
1: But I do think that if you're not post Saturn return an Aquarian, that coming into your own might be really painful.
0: Yeah, it's. I think it's seeing the limitations of um, your perceived support systems, mm-hmm. perhaps, and and also you're
1: sort of like, uh, like because it's so twelfth Halcyon yeah. right now for them, crisis would, of faith, probably. Yeah, crisis of faith, belief systems, um, sort of a. I mean, the the what do you call it like the sort of the conflict between the desire to surrender mm-hmm. and actually like self actualize the the will to to like begin again to get into act to be your 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 most authentic version of yourself
0: right and kind of um, discerning whether this is an end leading to a new beginning or an end leading to an ending, right? Because there's an idea that uh, the fourth house is mm-hmm. a house of endings, especially in horary astrology, mm-hmm. right? Where people predict timelines. Mm-hmm. And um, there's kind of an idea that the tw- when things are transiting your 12th house, they're either kind of preparing for a reset to start a whole new cycle. The things that will survive, and mm-hmm. the things that are not going to survive this new cycle, are getting ready to be laid to rest. The next right. time they transit your fourth house, and that's a,
1: that it that's going to be a lot of releasing of the old patterns, old wheels, right? Yeah, it's that's really hard. It can be so painful for those who have done a lot of that work with other transits. Yeah, you know this moment
0: can feel nostalgic.
1: Yeah, but, yeah, but also rewarding. Like, um, sure. you know, but I do think with some Aquarians for whom this work is new, cusping yeah. in a different way. Yeah, it can, it can definitely feel, uh, like, uh,
0: lacerating. Yeah, but, um, you know, I think a thing that you need to remember is, um, for the Greek definition, crisis means like a separation or a choice, mm-hmm. and I think that that's really valuable because when we think about it, I think it's easy to go to like this is a disaster, right? Mm-hmm. When in fact it's actually a defining moment and it is a um, the impetus or catalyst for growth, right? Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I think if you're able to see those difficult choices or moments as if if there's some small part of you that's able to see it as an opportunity for growth rather than a disaster or a mess that you have to clean up, Mm -hmm. I think that you may be able to like hold on to like a little tiny spark of faith to get you through to 2020, Mm -hmm. which is kind of what we all need to do. Do you
1: think that Aquarians need faith?
0: No, not in the way like a Pisces or a Sagittarius.
1: Yeah, what do you think Aquarians need to get them through to 2020?
0: Mm, I think they need a community. And I think they also need a cause.
1: Yeah, I think they need a cause. I think that Aquarians in this moment, especially the ones going through it on like a Saturn cap level, my instinct is what they individually need is to feel seen in their singularity in a, like a very deeply intimate way, mm, mm-hmm. um, which can be difficult for people who might not be in relation, like an erotic or romantic relationship. Right. Um, but I think that this is definitely right that that coming from twelfth house into first, these this is like the year. Where they have to be able to kind of surrender mm-hmm. and still still keep track of who they like, who they believe themselves to be, or like who they want to become
0: mm-hmm. at the end of it all. Yeah, well, and I think I think there needs to be uh, I think they need to be okay about not knowing right now, mm-hmm. you know, which it's like. If you're experiencing a crisis of faith the hardest thing for you to do is believe but this is like when you kind of need to do it the most right mm-hmm. um and
1: yeah and I, I just
0: it, yeah it's all going to become clear and I think that Aquarians still haven't quite found their role mm-hmm. yet in the in the revolution however it looks but can't have one without them
1: it's true but I do I do think I do think that something that with all that going on and all that's that sort of quest that um, allowing deeper intimacy is really mm-hmm. key. Yeah. And understanding if it's not about allowing then understanding that the the need or desire that they have for a deeper intimacy is very um, valid and legitimate and that yep. they deserve it. Like they don't have to kind of surrender to like the big collective intimate picture entirely
0: what um what have we learned is there anything we need to what have we wrap learned up I don't know. With? is there anything any parting gifts? Is there any last little bit of attention you want to give to Libras so they oh don't gosh. feel too sad that, that we true. didn't focus on them? Oh, my
1: gosh. It is true that I feel like we kind of started this episode with being like, why is it hard to fight with a Libra? Yeah, it's true. <laughs> so I think it would be nice to talk about, um, first of all, all the wonderful Libra things, um, aspects, traits, whatever, and also
0: some Libras that we love. I mean, they know how to work a room. They know how to work around, But it doesn't feel, they feel so sincere mm-hmm. when they do it, you know? Like, mm, it's not a used car salesman. I think Which Calibras. can be confusing. <laughs> it's
1: for, for Aquarians, I
0: bet. Yeah, very much.
1: I think that um, Libras are the best gift givers for me. So I don't know what it's like for all signs, but as a Scorpio who can be very suspicious, especially about other people's belongings, yeah, I do think that there's something about Libra's grace and generosity and commitment to beauty where like when they give me something, especially if it's something that's like an adornment, yeah. I'm like, oh, you really just want me to have this. Like there's no ulterior motive here. Nope. Or if it's not anything like that, like it could be a gift to... Um, communicate their affection because sometimes they can have a difficulty with actually communicating their more intimate or deeper, more vulnerable, yeah. like feelings. So I don't know. Whenever I get a gift from a Libra, and you know, this could be as fancy as clothing or as simple as like a a flower they picked or like a random trinket they found on the street. Um, I just find their gifts. So um, without affect, like yeah. so genuinely in the spirit of.
0: They're classy. Yeah, too. like transmitting pleasure. <laughs> it's always like the appropriate restraint too. they mm-hmm. like know the right amount of gift to give for mm-hmm. the uh, for the situation. Like I, I'm a, um, I can become an anxious overgiver. giver. Mm-hmm. Like I will pick something out. And instinctually, I'll be like, this is right. And then, like, three days before the time to give the gift, I'm like, it's not enough. I need more. Mm-hmm. And then I'll, get, like, I'll go out and spend, like, a hundred more dollars for no fucking reason. You know, mm-hmm. just because I'm, like, petrified that, I, like, I won't have given enough or I won't be important enough, you know?
1: Oh, my God. It's almost like your Aries-Mars is intercepted. <laughs>
0: mm, <laughs> it's so hard. And
2: you're in Pisces. <laughs> Yeah, it's like oh, it's like a it's real. It's like literally disaster. that description.
0: Yeah, exactly, and it's like um, you know, uh, yeah, the gifts are really great. The style is so good. They're like the easiest person to bring anywhere. They give you the right amount of attention, but also have no problem making friends on their own. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're fun to flirt with. They're fun to talk to. There's really like um. They're really smart, and
1: what I mean by smart is um, a particular sort of uh, practice of intelligence that Mm -hmm. draws me to others, which is curiosity. Mm. So I just think that Libras, like Sages and like Geminis, um, are a sign that is interested in almost anything. Yes, And uh, for me, especially as a Sag dominant, that can be so exciting and so pleasurable. Because there's really never a dull intellectual moment. Totally. We can just go down a rabbit hole exploring the smallest possible thing and make it exciting.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like the warmth of a Leo, mm-hmm. the self-control of a Capricorn, and the curiosity of a Gemini. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, I, I almost know what you mean,
1: but I actually think Libras can be very cool. Right. The, I like it, the warmth thing is the thing that throws me they off. They can
0: be cool, but they can also be warm. And that is like, it's the two sides of the coin. It's the queen of swords, right? Mm-hmm. It's that kind of like sharp cutting energy. And when they're ready to make a point, they do. I
1: When I say Libras can be cool, I don't actually mean when they're um, retracting their friendliness. I mean that often on a first impression, a Libra is sort of cool, like looking at a lake in the morning. Mm. Like there's a coolness Serene. there. A, yeah placidness no. And when they get to know you Or start to have affection for you Or you have mutual affection um, There's a sweetness mm. But that sweetness And friendliness can still feel Kind of cool
0: mm. Impersonal
1: It can feel impersonal to the people who like um, Don't have a lot of Libra experience Yeah, That's fair
0: I guess also a lot of Libras I know have prominent Leo placements mm-hmm. Um but I still... Do you think that... I still think that maybe a Libra is the <laughs> warmest of the air suns. Or do you think that Gemini is warmer? Um, I don't... I feel like that
1: this comparison is going to get me in trouble. But I don't... I don't know about... I think that we have... <laughs> this is like... I'm so totally like a Libra Mars. It's like we first have to discuss like what... <laughs> what, <laughs> what constitutes as warmth. Warm. Yeah, what warmth means to you. Because I think that um, Gemini's are actually for me... The, uh, the the most eager
0: to engage
1: Yeah the eagerness to engage Can make them the warmest In like a large party scene
0: mm-hmm. Like
1: they're the ones That be like Hey <laughs> Like they're mm-hmm. just like Open gregarious And um, They can get Conversation flowing Really quickly And freely Because they don't get Stuck on mm-hmm. um, Their ethos As much as mm-hmm. Like an, a Libra can So yeah. then that The conversation Can feel very warm And inviting And like mm-hmm. consistently moving and then with Aquarians, I feel like because they're a fixed sign, when they decide that you are worth their attention, their warmth is very palpable because it's like an end. It's like a, a tap that opens up and then it's right. just there. I think that if you don't know an Aquarius like Libra, they can kind of come off a little cool in the beginning. Mm hmm. But I've, I just feel like um a, there's something uh because Aquarians also mature a little later. Mm, mm-hmm. I do think that there's a youthfulness mm. to like, they have a very youthful warmth, like the same way that you would like that, it, like a girl throwing a sleepover for the first time, like mm-hmm. opening up the door to all her buddies. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes sense. So I'm not sure who has, who's the warmest, you know, right. I can't say.
0: All right. That's fair. <laughs> That's for.
1: Okay. Who are your favorite Libras?
0: My favorite Libras? Um, <laughs> You mean like famous people or just people? I
1: mean, you know what? I guess we should do famous people because a lot of our listeners don't know just like people if we were who just we to know. sit around talking
0: about the Well, I have one favorite Libra and she knows who she is. Oh, my God. Who could it be? B. You'll have to guess. It's a mystery. Building a mystery like Sarah McLachlan. Mm. <laughs> oh, my God. The Lilith Fair article. Sorry. Okay. We can't talk about this. I know. That. We can't talk about this. We'll talk about that uh, next episode. She has um, Scorpio spooky Lilith time. Exactly. I mean, right now, I'm really loving AOC. Ah. Uh, you know, and Cardi B. I mean, I... Uh, loved her since day one who who doesn't love a libra. Uh Mitski can't go wrong, right?
1: She's a very good libra.
0: Um, okay, so that's a couple. Uh Tessa Thompson, your favorite. I love
1: Tessa Thompson so much. Yeah. I just do. I just think she is so fucking cute and I think she's always giving us like Instagram gold.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um always like taking pictures of like Are there sexy queers that are in her aura so we know what's up, like dressing up like a fucking dominatrix? Yeah, that was cool. You know? Oh, and like, uh, I don't know. I just, I'm just grateful for her.
0: That's good. That's good. Any any And you know what Janelle
1: Monae is too? Oh, she's a Libra as well. No, she's a Sag, but they have oh. a Libra for Sag journey together. I see.
0: I see. That appeals to you.
1: Well, it was just Tessa's birthday. Not that anyone needs to know how much I care. Uh, um, and so much of her Instagram stories were like, uh, Janelle Monae, like congratulating her on her birthday. Cute. And I was like, you know what? Thank you, Tessa Thompson, for being the Libra celebrity in our lives. Yeah. Who's like willing
0: to gossip about yourself to us. <laughs> you
2: know? True. Thank you. Yeah.
0: I yeah. appreciate you share the love well if there's a Libra in your life make sure they know how much you appreciate all we their curating validation. all their culture all their gifts whether mm-hmm. it's their physical presence or literal presence right mm-hmm. 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 and just hang in there till 2020 if you're going through all this all these squares and oppositions you mm-hmm. know in a couple of years you get to laugh at everyone else you'll oh be in God. that blind spot if we're
1: here in a couple of years you can laugh
0: yeah hopefully we'll be like the wolves in chernobyl just trotting around unbothered
1: rose is over and out with the Aquarian content <laughs> 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 hopefully we'll be radioactive feral animals in case you are curious about rose's plan that sounds nice to me mm-hmm.
0: all right Gala. i don't hate it um where can people find us
1: Okay, they can find us at Big Dike Energy on Instagram.
0: Big Dyke Energy Podcast. It, on yeah. Yeah. At Big Dyke Podcast on Twitter.
1: It's true. You should follow us. That's uh, what can happen.
0: Yeah, you can email us. You can DM us. You can uh, do all kinds of stuff. It'll be great. We love it. We love it. All and right. We love you. We'll see you next time. Okay, bye. Bye. Big Deck Energy is recorded and mixed by Rose Blake and features original music by Nada Cups. It is no measure of health to be well adjusted in a profoundly sick society. Is a quote by Krishna Murthy.